Once upon a time on a podcast far, far away, three men discuss movies. My name's Patrick. This is the Brothers Grin, and with me, always, and forever, James and Ian. Hey, man. What's up, Grinners? I put a bit more meaning into that, a bit more feel. It was a little less uh, bombastic yeah. and a little more emotive. What did you think? It was. I, I loved it. It, it, it. I could feel it rising through my heart like hot steam. Oh, nice. That oh, sounds yeah, unpleasant, but... <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. It was really yeah, good. In a kind of warming way. What about you, James? Yeah, I didn't like it. Oh. You didn't Damn. like it. It was <laughs> it felt to me it was it felt like humid love. Yeah. Humid that's love. That's gonna be that's gonna be the name that's of the title my, of your my, new album. My new blues album, Humid Love. Humid Love Yeah, I like that. That's a, I mean sort of blues but also like maybe a bit of funk, a bit of sexiness. Yeah. Humid love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, new episode of the Brothers uh, Grin, a more mature episode, you know, a more mm-hmm. relaxed episode where we don't have to be shrieking and yelling constantly. Yeah, we've grown up. Exactly. And to commemorate that grown up uh, moment in this in this series of episodes, we are reviewing a YA film, mm-hmm. Enola Holmes. When the matriarch of the Holmes family goes missing, our young hero Enola defies her two older brothers, Mycroft and the genius detective Sherlock, to escape on an adventure to London in order to find her errant mother. Her travels entangle her with the young Viscount Tewkesbury, Marquis of Basilweather, a would-be member of the House of Lords who also happens to be on the run from his family. Enola navigates the intrigue and dangers of Victorian London to discover her, mother, her mother's involvement in the nascent suffragette movement, only to be captured by her brother Mycroft who flings her into a girls' finishing school in an attempt to turn her into a proper lady. With the help of the Viscount, however, she absconds from the school and eventually uncovers a murderous plot against the young lord, uh, foiling his elderly grandmother who was attempting to stop him taking part in a crucial vote in the House of Lords which would hand, you, you, uh, hand suffrage to the male masses. Having run rings around him on her adventures, her brother Sherlock, played by the extremely thick Henry Cavill, agrees to take young Enola under his tutelage, setting up a new Netflix franchise for the ages. Nailed it. Love it. Henry Cavill is dense. Yuck. Yeah, he's a big dude. All right, James, let's hear this 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 sort of DC version. Let's hear the dark, twisted right. James version. This was train of thought. This was as I was watching right. it. I sort of okay. tried to you know, take notes, summarize it that's ad good. hoc, you know? Yeah, that's a good way of doing it. Stream of consciousness, yeah. if you will. And then, and then I sort of edited it because it was you know, unintelligible nonsense mostly. Right. Makes sense. Can you hear me? Can you hear me at the back? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yes, we sir. Right. I'm bracing myself. I was just, re- I'm just reading up, it though. verbatim. Uh, Enola Holmes's mother, Eudoria, goes missing on her 16th birthday. At one point, Enola saw her mother having a secret meeting. Enola is a smart girl. Enola goes to meet Minecraft and Sherlock. She is to be sent <laughs> to boarding school, but finds a secret message and escapes to find her mother. She meets a boy called Chuki on the train. A crony tries to kill Chooks. He fails. Then there's some filler story pitch for a bit, where Chooks' dad died, and then they both go their separate ways. Sherlock and Minecraft look for Enola in London. Minecraft is bamboozled by a reformation of voter rights bill, which is at a standstill in the House of Lords. Enola speaks to a jiu-jitsu master about her mother. Her mother is alive, but is doing important work. Enola surmises that her mother is at the docks. 
she finds a bomb. The crony tries to kill her and fails again. She decides to save Chooks. More filler story pitch in order to hit a two-hour runtime. Enola <laughs> realizes people are trying to kill Chooks. She meets the Dowager Granny and chats to her for a bit. Enola finds Chooks selling flowers. They miss each other and team up. Enola thinks Chooks' dad was murdered. Enola gets caught and sent to jail school. She meets Sherlock for a fun time. <laughs> Chooks breaks her out. Turns out people don't want Chooks to vote at the House of Lords. Enola literally commits homicide. Chooks' granny literally <laughs> shoots him with a shotgun so he can't vote. He's somehow wearing metal armor. Enola figured out the case before Sherlock because of female empowerment. Enola meets her mother at the end of the film so that it's a happy ending. Then she fucks off again. Enola spews more bullshit about destiny and the film finally ends. Now, the film is getting sued for not being original and I'm suing the Brothers Grin for wasting my time. It's not bad. It's not good. It's so forgettable that I think I might actually have dementia. All right. Thanks I for that, that blow that by really blow good. stream of content. I liked it. I liked it. That was really good. Man. I, I liked how you seeged into a more uh, qualitative, you know, review. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. End there, yeah. <laughs> Once you collected all the data, you 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 came to a reasonable conclusion, yeah. which is just to so, sue your two best mates. Yeah. In this but to, to, to touch on on one of the last points, there is a point of interest. So, like, this is not a Sherlock Holmes film, really. It's, it's an Enola Holmes film. Like, Sherlock Holmes isn't in it much, but it features a more uh, emotional and kind Sherlock Holmes than the sort of sociopathic one that features in most of the mm. the books and and other media and apparently the estate of uh arthur conan doyle is suing the people that made this film not not because it's you know copyright infringement of sherlock holmes because that's public domain but they're specifically suing them for the depiction of a uh, emotionally intact sherlock holmes because there are a series of unreleased and therefore not public domain sherlock holmes novels in which he is more emotional and and you know relatable and so they're saying you're touching on that copyright material because you're showing sherlock holmes in this light which seems like a tenuous legal stance in my basically completely it's a pretty transparent opinion. basically pretty transparent money grab from the Holmes yeah. estate <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is quite I mean, funny not the Holmes estate because he's a fictional character but Yes, yeah, sorry. The donut Conan Doyle estate. <laughs> the yeah. donut coil, donut coil estate. estate. <laughs> the donut coil. Can you imagine <laughs> if Patrick was the actual solicitor in the courtroom and he said that? He'd get laughed at the <laughs> Wait, I thought I, I was representing uh, Sherlock Holmes. I recuse Holmes. myself. <laughs> <laughs> I only took this job because I thought I'd get to meet Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but back funny. back to back to Henry Cavill. I mean, he's a sexy man. He is big. Surprisingly, I mean, but I, I don't. He's got like a pout. He's, he's, he's got only like, like six, he's only like six, six one. No, six, no, he's only, he's only like is six he? one. He's yeah, like my yeah. size. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched that. Watched a video. I saw this video the other day that was like, "Is he on steroids?" and talking about his like physique and stuff. The the conclusion was he isn't. Um, but yeah, I, I but I, I know what you mean. I would have guessed he was probably like at least six, like six three and massive. But yeah, apparently his stats. Obviously, they shoot him to look like an absolute. No, beast. he just he does what Tom Cruise does, and he only works with people that are smaller than him. So relatively, he looks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So he relatively that's looks big. 
Yeah. Or like the artist formerly known as Prince, who who all of his bandmates were shorter than him, and he was only like five five. He was like four five, I think. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, Millie Bobby Brown's pretty small. Oh, what was your what small, was your take on her English accent? Yeah. I mean, she is English, so I think it was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good too. I thought she was American. I didn't realise she was English. I just remember watching it and thinking, well, she's got a really good English accent. Yeah. Well, what, did, why, what did you think, James? Oh, I mean, I thought it was good as well. That's why I, but I thought she was American. So I was like, oh, uh, I have okay. a feeling like thought- you thought it was bad. <laughs> the vacant, taken aback expression you had there when I said she was English seems to yeah. suggest yeah. you didn't think it was. It good. sounded like you were going to be critical of uh, oh, completely on. organic. What, what did you think of her American there? accent in Stranger Things? Uh, I, I mean, that was, I, d- that I don't know how many too. times I have to explain this to you two. Bar the, the stuff that you make me watch, I don't watch the television in any regard. Besides maybe when Peppa Pig is on for my niece. Yeah, that's because you're nine. Millie Molly Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Sorry. Millie Molly would be a cruel name. Millie Molly. Someone. Oh yeah, she is an English actor. Yeah, I know. She wasn't very good, I didn't really like her. I thought she was great. I, I, do you know what? I, well, to dive into it a bit, I, my expectations of Enola Holmes were pretty low, broadly because I have a general opinion that teenage actors suck balls. They're always shit. And I liked Stranger Things, and she was good in that, but her character was really um, blank and like didn't have much expression. So I felt like that was a pretty easy role to do. So I honestly thought, oh, this is going to be bad. She's going to be bad at acting. Yeah. And I haven't seen her anything uh, else. I didn't watch like, yeah, no, I haven't seen her. She was in or anything. So I was like, oh, probably this is going to be quite disappointing. And and I thought she was really good. Yeah. I was was genuinely charmed by it. I thought it was really charming the way she played it and uh, very cool. I I liked all the little takes to the camera. I thought that was quite quite cheeky and fun and hooked you in. Cringy. Yeah. I mean, Cringy. No, I don't. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought the plot itself was a bit thin, and like the the kind of the, the climax where they take on the Dowager felt a bit silly. It's like, why was the guy just relentlessly firing shotgun shots, like in the gen their general direction, as opposed to just walking over and shooting them? It's just obviously like, yeah, just heightening tension and stuff. It just felt a bit silly. Um, totally. and then he and then he randomly had the 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 metal thing on his chest which was like oh all right yeah i mean i mean that's some liam neeson unknown levels of bullshit yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know I, I liked it i liked it i enjoyed it i'm not sure wait a minute it will constitute a solid grounding for like a franchise but I, if there was a sequel i'd watch it if you if you have- agreed i think the sequel would probably be shit but i did yeah. think that about the first movie but but yeah i, I mean i i thought you yeah but it's <clears throat> here's the thing it's a it's based on a ya novel yeah. the thing about ya novels is they just like fire into action pretty much straight away which is kind of what happened uh, there was a bit, there was like five minutes to set up, and then it was action, 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 action. And then there was some brief lulls when it's like dialogue to characterize Tewksbury. And then it was more action and more stuff. And that's kind of what they're like. And the result of that is you feel a little bit like none of the none of the particular points are that well fleshed out because there's no extended dialogue scenes where you can mount tension or anything yeah, like that. You just you kind of buffeted about it. But it is, I mean, 
it is a YA novel and it is a YA movie and it's clearly for, you know, the, the teen. Let, let's, let's move on to our next segment. And you guys know what it is. You're both relieved because you're not going to yeah. have to, to guess against the, the big, the big dog. daddy. The, <laughs> the, 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 the tomato monk. meter oracle that is me. This time I actually have looked at the scores. Uh, nice. So I'll tell you what we'll do. We're going to start with the audience score. Mm-hmm. I'm going to count you down and you're both going to tell me your audience scores. So three, two... One, go. 72. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it's all circle jerking Sherlock Holmes fans that would have just like had a great time with it, you know? Do you think Sherlock Holmes fans would have liked it? I'm not sure Sherlock Holmes fans would have liked it. But you know what I mean? It was all just like a bit incestuous. I don't know what you mean. Okay, so critics. (laughs) Critics, three... Two, one, guess. 80. 82. Okay, so... Again, I think uh, I am in the minority here. Don't get me wrong. So the winner is Patrick. Oh. Patrick almost got... How much did you guess for the audience score? Yeah, Patrick 72. guessed 72 for the audience score. He almost got a bang on. It was 73. Oh, so Patrick was off by one. James was off by seven. Yeah, and then for the critics, they gave it ninety-two. Ah, they loved it. Yeah, I thought they would like it. So yeah, uh, yeah so I think uh, Patrick was off by twelve. There, James was off by um, ten. Ten. So uh, yeah, a win for Patrick. But uh, fine, yeah. a rare win. A rare, a, rare, a rare win for Patrick. So yeah, so the, there's one of these rare ones where the audience like the sorry, the critics liked it more than the audience. But in general, certified everyone fresh. liked it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about yeah. everyone. So I'll, I'll read a few. I'll read a few critic reviews. Two which were uh, positive, one which was negative. So Joe Morgenstern of the Wall Street Journal said. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown is the bright, sustaining spirit of a film that surrounds her with a fine cast and lovely trappings in a pleasantly twisty detective story that's elevated by the exuberance of a Nola's detecting. David Fear of Rolling Stone said, Look at the movie as a source of endless sequels and you might sigh wearily. Reframe it as a star vehicle, however, and its charms are elementary. So kind of, uh, kind of, get what, a kind of life, what we're saying, little Sherlock you know, we're, we're, not, we're not sure about it as a as a you know sequel engine, but we liked it. And then <laughs> I found this a strange one from Mick LaSalle from the San Francisco Chronicle. There's a certain kind of empty British movie, and Enola Holmes <laughs> is it. <laughs> What the hell does that what mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? That it's like just, Michael Lasalle has spent just, his whole career reviewing films. Like, he just always finds these certain British films. Just Brits, man. Fuck Brits. Oh, I love that. That is just yeah. hilarious. So, uh, audience reviews. So in, in, general, in general, the audience reviews were split into two. Either they were people that enjoyed it, or they were misogynist by the sounds of it (laughs) 
not, not all of them. Let's, but let's there, hear there, it, there, there were some funny ones. I, I didn't go through and pick all of them, but like, uh, so so Bill B, which is probably Bill Burr, said another mindless feminist hit piece against men. Yup, Sherlock Holmes is now a bumbling idiot, and a teenage Mary Sue just kicked his butt. Good grief! Quite hating on men so much, it is sickening. <laughs> I assume he meant quit hating on men, not quite hating on men. But, I love yeah. it. Why are there you was, so angry? <laughs> there was a lot of that. There was a there was a lot of either they're besmirching the legacy of Sherlock Holmes by making him lose to a girl, or just accusing the film generally of of misandry and making and, a point. And and but, there's but a lot of like Mary it? Sue and stuff, which I find yeah. really ironic because it's like like Sherlock th- th- Sherlock Holmes is saying, clearly a Mary Sue, exactly. Yeah, it's they're like, like this is imagine if someone in the same family, the same genius family, but is a girl, has the same logical powers as Sherlock Holmes. I don't. I mean, what's a Mary Sue? A Mary, Mary Sue is Sue. a is a is a criticism of fiction where where a Mary Sue is basically a fictional character that is perfect, that doesn't make mistakes, and and is essentially just like like wish fulfillment for the author rather than a flawed character that's three-dimensional so like superman is a kind of a mary sue because he's like yeah. all powerful and all good you know yeah and it's kind of silly because there's no reason why they're so good at what they do they're just naturally really good at it so there's no sense of like oh they've trained really hard there's no progression or anything or anything like that. That. yeah yeah let's uh let's uh, another review uh this this is uh another coward who wasn't even willing to give a, a any sort of handle to their to their name uh boring tried over three days to get into it flat acting and flat storyline took forever to get anywhere he's preaching. I, I, he's preaching I mostly included this just for the idea that someone had to try three days to watch a two hours predominantly <laughs> children's like, movie he just keeps falling asleep he's like come on let's go <laughs> Maybe you just had a terrible internet connection. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I can't understand, like, flat acting, that criticism, like, it's, the acting's so overt and over the top. Yeah. So, like, you could say, yeah. like, uh, uh, the acting was over the top or, like, ham-fisted, but flat acting doesn't make sense to me as a, as a criticism because it's yeah. so directed so deliberately to be, particularly on the behalf of Enola Holmes, like, bombastic. So I yeah. don't understand that. It's also it's one of these things where the, the most consistent positive thread in all the critic reviews was Millie Bobby Brown was great. I feel yeah. like acting is one of these things that people think they can critically review really well, and mm. they just can't. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people can. You know. Yeah, some people can, yeah. but I think the average person is like, oh, that acting was terrible. It's like all the people that are actual like trained experts in this would completely disagree with you. And I know it's like subjective. I mean, can you point, be an armchair but... expert? I think I'm probably like pretty good at that. Yeah. I think you've established that. <laughs> uh, Nicole L. Nope. Terrible scenes. So she didn't like the scenes. <laughs> she didn't specifically. like the scenes. She Not liked movie, some parts, but, but she didn't like the scenes. Yeah. And finally, from, from the reviews, uh, I'll finish on a positive, because most of them were positive. They're just the positive ones generally aren't very funny. funny. But uh, this one was good. So, so th- this Michael L. was a... a refreshing palate cleanser from all the the general misogyny vitriol some condemn the abuse of the sherlock holmes novel others insult the the theme of the suffragettes or even feminism yes that is what took place during this time and is the basis for the better but still disadvantaged social position of the oh so strange and independence loving opposite sex today 
Yes, I love films with strong female characters, and this is a film for the whole family with little brothers and sisters, but where the sisters might develop their own thoughts. <laughs> Boom. Michael L. just laid it out. He, he, he just... He just gave the old side eye and flipped the bird to all those yeah. all those yeah. dickheads who didn't like. But I will James. say to Michael, all, that, all those wannabe alphas. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I consider myself a bit of a Chad boy, and I'll say this to Michael L. They try too hard. Would you Would you care to expound on your self identification as a Chad boy? <laughs> a would Chad you care to explain boy. to the, to the listeners what what you mean by that? Yeah. What is that? I actually don't know. I don't spend them as much time on these. Well, I mean, that's because you're a little simp boy, and I'm a Chad <laughs> man. <laughs> it's it's God. all unraveling now. Oh, God, <laughs> it's irony. He's about to call Michael Ella cuck. <laughs> he's too deep down the rabbit hole. We don't know if he's joking anymore. <laughs> he, he's done his research to make fun of these people, and he's just slowly their thoughts have been bleeding into his mind. I've become infiltrated. Yeah, <laughs> he's compromised. Michael L, I think I think that film tried too hard and it ended up being a forgettable mess of nothing. It tried tried too hard to do what? Though? Put every flavor of ice cream in your bowl and eat it. What'd you What'd you get? So you felt like there was too much stuff going on and it needed to be pared down. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't hone in. Yeah, I I can Fair I enough. can understand that. I can understand that. There was a lot of points they probably could have cut out one rising and it was, fall out and it was too long it, it probably didn't it probably didn't need her to escape and then go to the house escape the but i thought the escape from the school was quite funny but it probably didn't need that bit you probably could have cut that bit out and have her work out that, that film could have been the boy 95 to 100 minutes yeah there was a bit there was a little bit of bloat i agree with that <laughs> Yeah, I'll go first. I'll go first. Mine's simple. Have you ever, have you ever eaten a, have you ever eaten a, a, a spicy food? You ever eaten spicy food? We're, we're looking for a facial expression here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know okay, when, you, no, yeah, yeah. you know when it's food. the next morning and you are just, you've woken up and it's like 9.30am and you are just, you're on the, you're on the bog, right? And it's coming out. Mm-hmm. That face that you're making mid yurt squirt. What this one? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> the mid yurt squirt face, but make that angry. <laughs> but God. what? But why? Like what? That's can the you face back, you did. Can can you reverse engineer that face? Like when in the movie did you make that face? I just felt annoyed at it. the film. This is the first grid score I'm going to question because that face makes no sense. No, no, it does. I, that, you know, you know, if someone. But if, you said it was. It, you said it was boring. Yeah, and that makes me angry. But Imagine, that's not boring. Yeah, but but the the, the 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 boring face. You know, my face is not boring. I am not bored. I am I am angry at being made to watch something that was boring. Right. And the, and the thing that is happening is the yurt squirts to me. That sounds like you're reviewing our choice of a film rather than the actual film though. That that sounds like you're giving us your feelings about our choice. About the fact that we made you watch the film. The film was the film was boring, right? So what give you give you facial expression for your feelings about the film, not just the fact that you were made to watch it. Right, take out take out the toilet thing. 
It's just a rage. Well, that was the whole thing. <laughs> the film made you angry. No, the it made you thing, angry. Yeah, yeah, it did. I was, I, I was just like, that is a rubbish film. Uh, and, and so I come away yeah. thinking, why have I spent my time watching that film? There are so much other things I could have done. It's just there's so many films that we've reviewed that have been so much worse than that film. Exactly. This is the one that made was, you angry. I, no, would, no. I would say that was one of the best so, films so we've watched. It was just so middle of the road for you. Yes. Yeah. If it's if it's so low, you can you can actually have a good time making fun of it. And if it's so right. good that you're like, that was a frigging great film. And then there's this line in the middle. It's just like, what what just happened? Like now it's now it's six o'clock and nothing. And I'm. It's just passable cinema. Yeah, it's it's just like, wow! It's every flavor realize. of ice cream at once. It's just like, um, what what is this? What is this? This is not a flavor. This is every flavor. I didn't realize you were so enraged by the mundane. Yeah, I am. Mm. Oh, yeah, fair enough. I, don't, right, I didn't realize right. that, but yeah, I mean, okay. that's well explained. Yeah, that's the name of my next album. Enraged by the enraged mundane. by the mundane. <laughs> it's actually quite good. Yeah, it's actually quite good. I like that. Oh, it's, just, it's an album review podcast. Yeah, what was your <laughs> one again? With, I don't even remember. Uh, humid love. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I I need one now. Before the end of the podcast, I need a, an album name. Yeah, it'll be a spoken word album. So that was mine. <laughs> I had to tease that one out a bit, but we got there. In yeah, end. yeah, yeah. We got there. Enraged shits. Get it? Yeah, it's up there. It's about thirty-two. Mm. on the Grin chart that's okay. the translation yeah, yeah. Mm. maybe we need to recalibrate that <laughs> I would I would say or, mine or was wait till you wait till you, when we get a when we get a one review oh, yeah, that <laughs> is graphic that is graphic that is like we have yeah. to have a one yeah we have to have a one and then you'll hear and it'll it's it's actually a paragraph so that's <laughs> worrying my, my uh, Grin score this film gave me an an impressed nod Okay. Oh, I actually did there. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I good. was the same I, I, as you, Patrick. I think I had yeah. relatively low expectations, and I just watched yeah. it on the train up from London, and I was like, hmm. "Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Nice." And, and I, and I, I actually the- think, had I been on the train to London in a transient space where I couldn't do anything else, I maybe have given this a bit of a higher score. But you know, if 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 someone came He's, to you with only vanilla ask, ice cream and said, "Here's ice ask, cream," can I ask James? And I don't. I don't mean to be rude, but how much of your feeling do you think is based around the fact that you'd rather have been playing Rocket League? I mean, not not only can I hear it. Will, will I give you a list of top ten things I would have rather done? Well, it's just, it's not it's not the film's fault that you have this incredibly high opportunity cost. But, but, yeah. but listen, I actually I actually did consider this, and I considered after this film what else I think I would have rather played any one of my PlayStation games for an hour and then sat still for an hour. To me, that would have been a what, better... the television off? Yeah, just like just sat and chilled like out. Just into a wall. Yeah, just like meditating well, yeah, sounds or something. like quite a nice thing to do. That's fair. I mean, maybe... maybe if, if this film made you so angry, you could maybe do with some meditation. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I need it. Maybe I need it, but... I, you should download Headspace. That's our sponsor for this week. Oh. It's the Headspace app. We should just qualify and say we don't actually have any partnership <laughs> with the Headspace app, but it's good. But if you're willing to, this would be where your sponsorship would go. In between Grin score reviews, one of which involved uh, the shits. <laughs> and a lot of rage. 
and a lot of, <laughs> in my opinion, unjustified rage. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of your album, Ty. No, 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 no. Unjustified <laughs> rage. <laughs> no, that's it. What was yours, James? Enraged by the mundane. Yeah, yeah, it's too similar. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's kind of enraged, kind of enraged twice. You, yeah. You'll come out with something later. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, let's have yours, right. Patrick. My, my one, I mean, I think I'm probably going to give it the best review because I, I watched it, I watched it, at lunchtime before work drinks <clears throat> and I sat down at like 3pm and there's work drinks at like 5 and I was late for work drinks because I switched it on I thought it was episodic for one thing I had no idea about it I thought it was a, a series of episodes I switched on I was like oh it's a movie I don't really have time to watch this but I'll just watch the first hour because fuck it and I, and, I, and I watched the whole thing because I was kind of delighted I was like oh this is actually really fun yeah. So I'm going to give it a, a delighted chuckle. Ooh, go on. Let's have one. Ooh, oh. Not often delighted. Hold on. Let me just imagine something delightful. Imagine that opening scene where you start to meet Enola and, you know, she falls off her bike and it's very charming. Nah, that, that's not going to work because I've already seen that. So oh, I'm sure. trying to imagine a unique situation that's delightful. I mean, I, I'm slightly sad about that. Part of the... Part of the thing about delightful is that it's surprising, you know. You're like yeah, you're surprised. Guard. I, just, I thought you were an incredibly talented thespian and that you would be able to just act, but it's oh, delighted is hard, man. All right, give me a second. <laughs> like that? Yeah, that, that was okay. Oh, yeah. I think you can do better, but you know, we, we I don't. Well, I mean, you can't put me on the spot, so that's what. You're <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, James? Nah, you're surprised? No, nah, no, nah, it's all right. I was gonna. Gonna... Go on then, attack me personally for my views. <laughs> Go on, that's what you want to do. I'm holding it in. I'm holding it in. You're a big negative Nelly this week. You are. <laughs> You're a big grumpy Gus. Anyway, I think it's time we move on to our next segment. What's it called again? Are you asking me? Well, yeah, this is the point. That you <laughs> Back in the boardroom. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me look at my notes. Uh, we are... Back in the boardroom. Oh, oh yeah. I felt that, that was trembling. Yeah. That, that, that was filled growling. up the space between my ribs, that did. Well, let me uh, let me wipe the floor uh, with my movie pitch, if I may. I'll go first. Okay. What a terrible way to introduce you. I'm gonna wipe, wipe the, the floor, floor with, with your, your pitch. <laughs> Uh, just before I wipe my ass with it. <laughs> right, the floor, this, this... the floor is wet with anticipation. <laughs> Please soak it up with your ideas. Exactly. Let me absorb all of your. The room is filled Money. with humid <laughs> movie idea. Uh, right, here we, go. here we go. <laughs> so this came to me on a walk, on a peaceful walk. I suddenly had a moment of chaos, and I realised I could come up with quite a good movie idea. I don't know what to go with first, whether I go for the title and then let your mind sort of ruminate, or whether I go title last. So I'll leave that one up to you, gentlemen. What would you like? Lay the title on us, I think. I love a good title. Right. Gaslight. Okay. Uh, We could have a a parenthesis there, maybe Gaslight, Holiday from Hell. Do you want my immediate thoughts? Yeah. Gaslight on its own sounded like it might be a superhero movie. Gaslight yeah. a holiday from hell, was that it? Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a gas explosion. I, I just immediately went to the concept of, of emotionally abusive gaslighting. 
right, yeah, right yeah, on the yeah. right, hit the nail right on the head. Son, that is. Where I just we, thought that was a bit on the nose, yeah. but. Mm, uh, well, that's what you know. When it's that crass, and it, and, it's, and it is, and it is this intense, you need to know what you're stepping into. You okay, know? fair enough. You don't want to be opening the door thinking it's some sort of explosion, and then it's mm. it's emotional manipulation. You know, we want to be upfront. We want to be upfront, right? Very responsible. Um, I'm thinking hidden camera for this one. This is you know, it's not something we've done too much, and uh, okay. I think we could we could make this hidden camera um, cheap too. Yeah, it is, and, and this is where this is why it's a, this is why it's a good sell. It's why it's a good investment because the, the upfront cost is is next to nothing. Um, we do need a bit of money though. We we need we need some prize money because what we're going to do is we are going to offer a couple, uh, and, and I don't I don't mind you know what I mean, the gay straight mix I don't, uh, Asian whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think those are all the types of couple you can have. Oh my god. Oh, you're such an idiot. Oh. What, 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 what was that? What was that list? Gay, Gay straight, straight, mixed, <laughs> mixed, Asian. Asian. What's a mixed? What do you mean by mixed? What you mean gay hell? and straight? I think that's all the demographics covered. <laughs> oh my god! James is like, I don't mind gay couples or straight couples, but mixed. <laughs> what does mixed like, mean? Does have, that you mean had, have you ever had? Have you ever been a to a buffet? Of gay and straight. <laughs> been to a buffet. This is a buffet of demographic, including everything between straight and Asian. <laughs> anyway, go on. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I got. Yeah. Right. Oh god. <sighs> Every fucking time. <laughs> right. We we need we need a couple with a baby. So I'm talking. Let's go. Young young child, young enough to walk. Okay. We need to put up the prize money because they are going to take part in a contest, and one lucky or unlucky, should I say, couple is going to win an all-expenses paid trip abroad to a nice swanky hotel. This hotel is in on our film. Uh, we need to do a couple of things in order to do this. We need to pay one spouse or one couple member a lot of money for some sort of buy-in to this this thing because we're going to need them on board. We're going to say they're the star of the show, actually. We're going to pay them, let's say, 1.5 mil up front if they can pull this off. So we're going to get them on side immediately to instantly turn against the other couple, the other, the other partner. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to come to this hotel uh, thinking they're in for a nice time. And over the first day, it's all going to be fine. It's all going to be great. But day two, we're going to get we're going to get spouse number one, the one we've paid off, out of the picture for for a while. And and while spouse number two is away, and we can get spouse one. Let's 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 say that's the the female with the baby or the young child. On her own, walking around the hotel, someone's going to come and, and steal that child. It's going to pure on kidnap that kid in front of the, the woman. We need her far enough away that, that we can't immediately raise an alarm, but, but we've set the hotel up so we can do this. Then what we're going to do is she's, she's obviously doesn't realize that, that this is a, this is a staged prank and it, it, and is probably going to panic a lot. And that's why we've got the hidden cameras. And she'll probably end up trying to find her husband. 
and, 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 and maybe she might go to reception first because she tries her husband on the phone and can't get, get her husband because he's been paid off. And, and this is where the fun begins. This is where the gaslighting begins because our task here, gentlemen, on this social experiment is can we emotionally manipulate this woman to convince her that she never brought a child with her in the first place. Now, there's a few ways that we could pull this off. Obviously, we've paid off the husband, who's going to go down the line of cuckoo. Uh, we, n- we never had a kid, what are you on about? You're scaring me, sort of angle. We'll doctor all the CCTV. We'll have that sort of pre-recorded, sort of spliced in. So when she looks, and, and they're like, I'm sorry, madam, you, you, you must be mistaken. And then you, you see her come into the hotel with no child. Right? Uh, we'll intercept all outgoing phone calls because maybe she phones her mother. But we've intercepted the phone. And so we just get someone who sounds a bit like old. We'll pull that off as well. And they're like, you're scaring me. You've never been pregnant. What are you on about? And, and so we're going to try and pull off a series of these things in order to get her convinced that she didn't actually have a child. And this is where it all comes down to. Is, is can we then, on the final day of her holiday, assuming she stays, because we'll, we'll cancel flights, we'll, we'll jig it about a bit, can we get another family in, bringing her own child back into the hotel to walk past her and not have her believe that that was her child? And if we can do that, ladies and gentlemen, that is absolutely, I believe, a hit TV show. And I said this to you at the time, you know, I, I, it's like Darren Brown on Basalts. It's like Darren Brown on Meow Meow. It is, it is, this is chaos. It's so deeply horrible and cruel. Sure, sure. So unsettling, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as is, as uh, is Darren Brown. <coughs> not, not really. Uh, <laughs> not at all. Uh, <laughs> If, if I if I saw this on TV, I think I would call the police. Yeah, I would also call the police. Like, not least because it's definitely illegal. But uh, well, well, but we have all the disclaimers up front. I mean, you you're watching this show. This you is know, James. Like, look, look at it this way. Look at it this way. And this is my risk management. I've done this. Um, people phoned Ofcom about. Um, some some stuff. There's like something on EastEnders or something. But only like seven people complained to Ofcom, you know. So so the the, the, the chances of people complaining about this are, are slim at best, and nobody takes those complaints seriously anyway. And if I'm we have a disclaimer sure that, at the front, um, I'm not sure that that line of logic really works. EastEnders is a soap opera. Well, th- this is this is a prank show. Yeah, it's you're also suggesting that it's o- it's only morally bankrupt if we get in trouble for it, but. It's not. It's not something that I want. I don't want to take part in emotionally James, torturing this is, anyone. This is, the, this is the most hideous movie pitch you've ever done. <laughs> yeah, it's so I agree. bad. You've I mean, got with some like, really mean, mean film ideas. Like, but this it's is it's like, such a, this one's like so detailed and like so specific, and it's such a like unsettling scenario that it concerns me that it's come out of your brain. 
Well, I mean, I thought of the idea. I thought of, I, I thought could I make Gaslight a film, and then I thought I can't. I can't come to you and ask for money. Yeah, but you've got to make it. Pitch. You've got to put a joke in there somewhere, dude. You've just you've just described a really hideous form of right, gaslighting. Right, right. Oh, okay, well, 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 we can put that. We can we can easily. This is why I need you on board. We can easily goof it up at the end. We'll have you know we'll have her at the airport and the walls come true. down I and our family's you can there. Goof that story up. I don't You've think broken that's this this woman's psyche. You've, You've severed the, her her maternal yeah. bond with her child to convince <laughs> her that she never actually had a baby. Yeah, like either you're successful and she's insane. Or you're unsuccessful and you've traumatized a woman who's desperate to find her child and whose, lo- whose love, whose husband is apparently ambivalent about that. See, see, if, if you had a, a show where someone goes on holiday and then someone jumps out and, and knocks them out and they wake up and they've had their legs sawn off, that would be similar. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that what but you, you, but you, you could give the describe and, and, and the, the joke would be, ha, you've sawn their leg off. Look at how yeah. embarrassing for them. Exactly. There's no, there, like you've, what you've described is like a, a living nightmare. This is probably a nightmare like many women have had, like having their baby stolen. And it might even be specifically having their baby stolen and everyone pretending like they never had a baby. That, that could easily be a, a, a real life nightmare yeah i mean i, I, I could see this no being this is episode. a horror this is this is horror this is this is pure horror we're yeah, going straight in on that listen you, i can see this being an episode it. of of black mirror where yeah, in the episode this yeah. happens and then it turns out it was a game show and it's a reflection of how depraved and dark exactly. human, that's humanity very true has yeah it could be they it could think be. this is entertainment yeah well, but that's are. not what you pitched <laughs> here we are you you pitched the dystopia you pitched a dystopia. Yeah, you pitched a dystopian reality show in which people are now amoral. That's- for cash. For cash. I mean, they're millionaires and she gets her child back. I mean, if you saw someone's leg off, that's, that's game over. I mean, we're just talking theft. You don't think emotional damage is a serious long-term I can't. I can't. Injury. I don't think that you think that this is a good idea. I think you've pitched this to get a rise out of us. Yeah, I think you've deliberately come up with a movie idea yet again that is born. No, no, sorry. I hope you've pitched this to get a (laughs) rise out of us. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I'm desperate to believe that. I'm also slightly concerned about how this came to you on a walk. (laughs) Yeah. Also, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I'm concerned that this came out of your brain. I don't think I could think of a worse scenario. Like, I don't think I'm capable. Well, I mean, if you would, li- if you, uh, I would like to immediately rebut that, if if I may. You may. I, I, I was actually reading an, an article on the BBC regarding gaslighting, and that, and I thought that could be the uh, the basis of a film. But I knew I couldn't come to you without a, a fleshed out movie idea because I would get ripped to shreds, and I would never get well, yeah, another investment. Because that's just a concept. You would, but you didn't need to make it a reality show. <laughs> you didn't need to pitch. A nightmare made real and filmed. <laughs> but I tell you what, out of this, we have got a potential Black Mirror episode pitch. Yeah, so there you go. We've got a Black Mirror cloud. episode pitch. Yeah. And yeah. we'll so, just I mean, say I to am, our audience. I am looking for, like, I mean, it's 1.5 you know, for the husband, probably like 20k for some therapy afterwards. So let's say 15250. No, 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 James, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. You're not getting 
Oh, you're, you're not, not in. getting any money. No, you're not getting diddly no, squirt from us. <laughs> right. We're just sort of hoping that the audience will believe that this was satire. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, sort of. You you parody. you do sort of enjoy the mundane, and and and, and as we know, I yeah. am actually enraged <laughs> by the mundane. So I've had to sort of branch yeah, out a bit. This is certainly not mundane. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you know, you're in theme there. Uh, I just want to say to anybody who might listen, like at this point myself, I'm wondering, is this a moment where in future I might look back on and think I should have done something? (laughs) (laughs) That was a real red flag. (laughs) Yeah. And I just hope that's not true. Like I hope. That, that you're a good man you know, inside. Well, in the words of S-Club 7, we are all in this together. I think Weird. the lockdown may have gone to James. <laughs> I think yeah, he spent too long inside. He hasn't it. He hasn't been outside yeah. in a while. I hope, like, he's had a bad day, he's been grumpy. I hope that that specific, you know, story he's just depicted was a sort of attempt to divest himself of, of all negativity yeah. by creating. Yeah, it's it, like the purge, of, isn't it? Yeah, it's like an almost mental purge. Fart. Yeah, a mental Yeah, like a just diarrhea of darkness coming out of your mind onto the page. <laughs> and that's yours. That's, and that's there yours. we go. We've got it. Diarrhea, diarrhea of darkness. darkness. <laughs> oh, we've got the three first albums of the Brothers Grin Band. Yeah. I mean, I think mine's going to have to be like heavy metal. But I, mean, yeah. yours, I think yours, so is James. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. James and I are heavy metal. I mean, mine's a bit more Ian's like sort of post, post-rock emo. And, yeah, and yeah yours is, is sort of rock. Patrick's is metal, absolutely yeah. like Carnifex, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah <laughs> full-on yeah. blood metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. So well, you're not, well, I mean, I, mean I, I am disappointed. I, I thought I would get some money. But uh, I, I'll approach Charlie I'll approach Charlie Booker and, uh, and, and, and uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah. And Just don't arrested. tell him you originally wanted it to be a reality show. <laughs> tell him you've come up with a, you know what? Uh, imagine a maniac was put in charge of coming up with a uh, a reality show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, <laughs> all right, all right. You might you might preface it with this might be way too dark for Black Mirror, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say art imitates life. Yeah, yeah. Patrick, yeah. cleanse the all right. room. All right. Exercise okay, the room. Uh, Mr. Hanrahan, would you like to pitch an idea? Hello? Uh, can I come in? You may. Thanks so much. Please uh, forgive my business partner, Mr. Ross. He's having a, a, a bad day, apparently. Why is his head all twisted around? <laughs> can you shut the door? <laughs> why is he can climbing you? on the ceiling like a spider? <laughs> <laughs> can you shut the door, please? Uh, yeah. Uh, he's alive. Uh, I'll shut the door. I'll shut the door. Crunk. What do you think of that? That was pretty good. Considering it came out of my mouth. What's your best door closing sound? Is that the start of your pitch, sir? (laughs) No, I was out of the character there. (laughs) All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, over the last several decades, we have seen a number of terrifying movies encompassing the the power and fury of mother nature distilled into a single terrifying creature for example jaws gave us all the heebie-jeebies every time we got into the sea 
Anaconda, which you may not may have not seen, but terrified me in the 90s because it depicted a sentient and terrifying giant snake. Arachnophobia, where spiders were depicted in, t- in terrifying detail. These, these movies define these animals for, for us as consumers. They, they, they are a archetype, if you will. We think of them and we feel fear. I'd like to do that again. And that involves picking a new animal and making it terrifying. Okay. And, I, and I'm an artistically ambitious man. And I want to see if I can redefine an animal. Okay. okay. From something you might consider benign. Mundane. Cute. Mundane. Adorable. Mundane, even. James is frustrated by the mundane, so tread carefully, sir. Mm. Well, well, no, because, because, because what you might think is a mundane creature becomes your worst nightmare. You've piqued my so interest. I'm pitching eh? to you. Koala. <laughs> Go on. It's a terrifying movie based around the koala. All right. In which travelers, the koalas, they're Australian, right? Yeah. In which travelers in the Australian outback on a camping trip in an attempt to see Camels, kangaroos. I don't think there's many camels in Australia. There are loads. They've got a pest problem with them. Do your research. And while they're there, they happen to see a koala and they think, oh, it's adorable. Super cute. It's climbing slowly through the trees and it looks, looks, looks benign. But through the course of an hour and 45 minutes, these people are terrified by this roaming koala, killing them all one by one throughout the film. And as oh, a result, like at the end of the film, this is the hope, we all feel a new profound respect and fear for the majestic koala. And, and maybe adjust their slide into extinction. Exactly. Could do or okay, I can see it. I, I, I can see the opening scenes where you know they're they're there in the outback, you know. There's and they're walking about. They see the koala. They think it's cute. They're setting up camp, and then you know suddenly they discover one of them. One of them's dead in the bush, and they're like, "What, yeah, what could have done that?" They, they, done they don't suspect the koala. Yeah, no. You know, you never suspect the koala, and then slowly they think it it's like a, maybe maybe it's like some sort of giant spider. Maybe it's a land-born shark. Or one of these other aggressive kangaroos, <laughs> particularly aggressive kangaroo. One of these other animals that we are, you know, have an innate fear for, but I like we it. discover a new fear. I, new I know how we pull it off. Oh yeah, yeah. I know how we pull this off. Koalas are slow, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's that's why they're not threatening. Mm-hmm. But what people don't know, because there's been a lack of research, is that koalas sleep on the move. So although they're slow. They never stop. <laughs> oh, that's a good this detail. Inexorable attack. Yeah, you have to put so much ground between you yeah, and it before and you see you know, it. Exactly, you exactly. Big uh, eyes and just exactly. slowly approaches. You know, and yeah. so people think they're safe, but this, this kind of, imagine, imagine a, uh, it, 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 it never, never stops. stops. It, what is targeting them? Because let's say they accidentally kill one on the road. Oh no. Yeah. 
And then Big Daddy Koale, that's his revenge. He sees it. He comes up. He clocks and he, the he's in the plate. window, and they and they leg it somewhere else, and then they just see him walking down the road, and they keep running, and he just keeps yeah. walking after them. Oh, they run yeah. out have, of petrol. Have you, ever heard a kangaroo, uh, sorry, have you ever heard a koala mating call? Because they're no. super weird and loud. They're like, <laughs> oh, can you imagine that koala that's, hunting that's the shrill party. cry? And, and that's how he kills them. That's how the koala kills them. Is he pegs each and every one of them? <laughs> I thought we were going to get through an episode without mentioning pegging, for God's sake. And that's the noise he makes, and that's how you know that one of them's dead. Jesus. No, I like it, I like it. That that yeah. gets my investment. I, I think it's Thanks, it's uh, disorientating, it's novel, and I can see people then going on a holiday to Australia, seeing a koala and be like, oh, oh, you know, oh. yeah, terrifying. I'm not not setting up camp near that. Although that might lead to people killing koalas because <laughs> they're scared of them. But could do. Hopefully, could do. we'll make it very we'll, clear we'll, that this we'll, is fiction. We'll, we'll also divert two percent of the profits to koala to rescue. Koalas. Yeah, yeah. Some okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I will I'll, only. I'll invest. keep the liberals happy. I, I think I would only invest if if the majority of the if the of the proceeds went to koala sort of foundations across the world. You can't paint yourself as a hero now after that previous. You can't. It's no point. Just embrace the he's evil he's, man. He's gonna, I bet he's going to edit out his whole pitch. Yeah, he's edit it and make it sound like it was a joke. Yeah. No, but no, I think I'll, genuinely, I'll swing I think, you a solid fifty million Australian dollars. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I am willing to put money in, but it's only on the condition that a hundred percent of the proceeds go to animal welfare uh, and and koala foundations. I think fine, I think, but I'm going to give myself on the books an obscene wage. But the well, profits well, now, will all now, go to no, 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 well, now, mate. Now, mate, because no, it's quite profits, clear that you're a selfish bastard. The profits will all go. But it's my it's idea. I've got. I'm a, I'm a starving artist. I've got to be paid for my ideas. You know, how many times am I going to get the opportunity to pitch to you, illustrious gentlemen, and make my fortune? So rather than giving you five hundred million, you've now got nothing because you've shown you've shown that you're a greedy, money hungry. Cuck boy. <laughs> I'm still giving him 50 million. I'm okay. I'll be fine. More fool you, son. More and I don't you. have to give all of the profits oh, right. to call the rescue either. <laughs> so that's, I'll, I'll demand a, uh, yeah, a significant contribution to call yeah, the rescue. Let's but say I'm not going to demand every penny from the box office goes. But, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So that, that's a cool 50 mil for the PDAO. Nice. I made it. I mean, uh, so l- I- let me be clear here. Oh, he's, he's, he's standing on a soapbox. He's dying on the now. hill of koala rescue. I am now. Now, I, I have, I have gone in on gaslighting, right? Yeah. But, but, but you've just pure, you, you have just annihilated our, our entire viewership of anyone who likes animals and wildlife. Yeah, you're right. You alienated, off. you alienated women and I alienated anyone who might want me to donate millions to koala rescue. I mean, I think it's I think it's broader than that. I, I think what I am saying is we're not doing a very good job of appealing to our listeners. You yeah, know what? Well, you know what? That's a pretty I'm damning gonna, review. I'm going to move on <laughs> and round off this episode with my film idea. That's it. I mean, you, you were meant to be watching a film, and we're, we're now an hour and a half in. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what I like? Neologisms. Oh, okay, yeah. You know Me what's too. a good new word? Anthropocene. Yeah, yeah, I know it that is one. the term for the current 
age we're in where where human Mankind beings Mankind controls are, the climate. I had are, to say it first because you wouldn't have believed me that I knew what it meant. <laughs> the year is 65 million AD. Oh my god. AD? Okay. <laughs> I'm already into it. Anno Domine. I think. Nope. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> 65 million AD. The Earth and every borderline habitable planet nearby is ruled by robots. Oh, the robots. We are post the singularity the here. Dead. They have taken over the world. Humans are long gone. They are a distant, small, small memory file in the memory of the robots. They barely remember us until one day AR7340X discovers a used fossilized condom. condom. Oh my god, we are so in sync right now. Some fossilized Chism. spunk. <laughs> and what does he do? He founds the world's first, roll credits, Anthropocene Park. Oh, I love it. He's gonna, he's gonna I mean, I just want bring humans back. It's, it's, it's a long, it's <laughs> in real life. Yeah, real, I want it to happen life. in real life. I hope this is what happens in 65 million years. So, I mean, this, this, I've got to completely credit Tash. Just before the podcast, I said, give me a film idea. And she said, what about Jurassic Park in the future for humans? And she just absolutely nailed it. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable uh, we genius. Just, we just started unraveling it. And then she was like, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to pass the ball to you. You start unraveling it with the boys. So, you know, we're thinking, you know, th th it's been so long since the robots took over, they completely underestimate humans. They see us as these, like, weak, squishy little animals. They don't understand how powerful our brains are. They've completely, you know, they've evolved all their software and their hardware. They don't have to deal with humans anymore. Uh, they don't think we're a threat. And they're going to they're gonna build this human civilization. And we're slowly going to rebuild ourselves. And we're going to take, we're going to, we're going to, take the earth back yeah and like because because they're all about efficiency they probably they made themselves crazy energy efficient they're probably tiny they're probably like the size yeah. of like a tiny smartphone on like wheels and that's like one sentient being so we're like roaming around they're all just like fucking data chips they're not like <laughs> they're not like big they're not monster trucks they're not transformers they're like the most efficient form of they're either a floating program that can't affect the material world or they're these tiny little data chips and we're roaming around like bloody t-rexes like stomping yeah, on shit we're killing people by accident <laughs> we're huge we're killing the robots <laughs> by accident you know and they're trying to stop us so, by injecting us with bloody computer viruses we're like get that usb out my bum i'm yeah, gonna exactly. mess you they're up like, oh, we, we should fire an emp at them we're like yeah whatever yes, please <laughs> exactly <laughs> i run on crumpets <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that idea. What a great idea. Brilliant. Brilliant. I'm in. Thanks. Nice. How much for it? I'm gonna give How you, you I'm gonna give you two hundred million so you can accurately CGI and robot them the humans. Ooh, I like it. We're gonna have to research what I want what the, life will be I like want, in seventy. I want the humans to be CGI. <laughs> because that's my experience <laughs> of Jurassic Park. <laughs> is they're CGI and, and animatronics. Yeah, they're like robots and they've got feathers. Yeah, <laughs> but, and the and the robots are played by humans. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that they get yeah. certain things really wrong about what humans are like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, the men it. don't have nipples because it's like, why would they have? Why nipples? would they have nipples? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
James? Uh, James? Sorry, Quint. Oh, my God. He's the grumpiest. Sorry, What's wrong with you? That's a great I idea. Mean, I mean, I, uh, one, it's a rip-off for Jurassic Park. So straight away, I think we're in legal trouble with that. I thought we would do all about sequels, prequels, you remakes. You're going to talk re- to me about legal sequels. trouble after your movie idea. <laughs> You, you could be tried at the International Criminal Court for your <laughs> film idea. We marched to the head. Just for the idea. <laughs> Premeditated torture. It's a prank, bro. It's just a prank. That's not a legal defence. <laughs> uh, so you dropped an anvil so- on his head, he's dead. It was a prank. <laughs> So first of all, yeah, it's the it's the potential legal complications with Steven Spielberg and his team. Um, They're on board. And secondly, I, I think I think you misunderstand the singularity because I think beyond that point, it's unknowable what would what would, what would happen. And, and for you to make some science fiction mumbo jumbo and think that we could somehow stop the robots is it, counterintuitive. Sixty-five million years in the future. I'm just saying, use your imagination. Yeah, and you think sperm lives that long? It was fossilised, dickhead. <laughs> well, why do we not have dinosaurs then? Because there's no fossilised fossilized dinosaur sperm. Easy. <laughs> read a book. I don't read books, <laughs> son. It messes with my noggin. All right, well, just in case you didn't realise, I was talking bollocks just then. <laughs> 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 So, so I'm willing to go thirty quid to uh, to be a donor. I'll get on your Patreon, and uh, but but that is as far as I can go. I think, I think. As, right. as as your as your gingerly pulling out your wallet to hand me a crumpled up two three tenors. <laughs> I'm gonna just put my hand out and say it's okay, sir. I gave him two hundred million, so I don't think you really need <laughs> I, to. I, I, d- I don't want you to feel like you're owed any creative input into this film. That's wise. I think that's wise. Um, and from all of us at the Brothers Grin, just one last thing to say. Keep, Keep grinning, grinning. grinning. That was pretty good.